1: and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. I have a very special guest in store for you today. I'm going to call him the hardest working man in mindfulness. Now, he's going to laugh and say that's not true, but I have anticipated this interview for a very long time. Today we are interviewing, we're having a conversation with Sean Fargo. And Sean's bio is so beautifully diverse, and he serves our world in such amazing ways. Get a load of this, listeners. This man has over 12,000 hours on a meditation pillow. He's been in business for over 12 years. He spent two years of his life as a monk. But more important than that, he is the founder and CEO of MindfulExercises.com. And we're just going to have a fabulous conversation about the journey from mindfulness to, to entrepreneurship. Sean, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Holly. I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, it's so special to have somebody with your depth and breadth of experience to share, you know, from the nuts and bolts to the to the nitty gritty. So, you know, we like to start the show with this kind of silly question, but it, it's just grown and nurtured over the interviews. What does mindfulness mean to you? From monk <laughs> to business professional, what's mindfulness mean to you?
1: Sure. Yeah, Um there's so many definitions thrown out there, but for me, it's this non judgmental moment to moment awareness of my experience. Uh, so, for me, there's a lot of allowing, a lot of opening to whatever the experience is, and just noticing what's here, whether it's in my body, my senses, um, types of thoughts or emotions that are present. Just opening towards them, allowing them to be here, and bringing this caring curiosity to what this experience is really like. Um, A lot of the time, I'll have assumptions about what the experience is probably like, or uh, reactions if um, or um a desire to hold on to a pleasant for a long time it's really just this into the actual experience and again bringing that caring curiosity to what's here like notice can i open up a little bit more to the unfolding nature of what's happening for me that's that's mindfulness
0: so Sean, one of the things we get pushed back a little bit on the show is this, I don't even know if the word is transition, but perhaps it's transition from the, the religious sometimes frame of mindfulness. You are a Buddhist monk. You have been in the, the beautiful energy of that space of mindfulness. And now you, I say bridge that into a, you know, a more secular mindfulness Are you getting that pushback, and how are you handling that, or how are you merging those two experiences to serve in a greater way?
1: You know, with mindfulness, I believe the natural human capacity that we all share. Maybe schizophrenics aren't able to be mindful on demand, um, but... For the most part, it's a very just natural human experience. And, you know, so there's no need to make dogma out of it or thoroughly relate it to any religion. Um, You know, I was a Buddhist monk for two years, and I worked at a Buddhist meditation center for five years at Spirit Rock Meditation Center which is explicitly Buddhist. And I don't think I've ever really considered myself to be a Buddhist. Um, I think the Buddha was a great guy, a very inspiring dude, but um, yeah, I don't have, um, a, uh, a perception of him being some sort of deity or, or God or anything like that. Um, to me, whether you come to mindfulness within the context of or very secular ways, um, even if uh, they're practicing mindfulness with um, not so wholesome intentions, I think that overall, um, the practice and the process of being mindful will ultimately lead everyone towards more presence, more kindness, more clarity, so that whether it's in a religious or secular context, we're still fostering and cultivating these ways of being that are um, quite beautiful. Um, so I don't have any um, criteria for for intentions. I think you know, no matter where people are coming from, a I think that the process of being mindful itself will ultimately lead towards um, greater wisdom, greater compassion, and um, yeah, respect for ourselves and one another.
0: So we were commenting as we were preparing for the show, we've never been busier in this year of 2020 with all of the... The, the newness approaching and, and the letting go and, and all of those experiences and I've had the privilege of watching mindfulness grow what's one of the exercises that that you're most passionate about sharing with others that maybe we can share on the show and make sure we get people you know we'll, we'll post a link in the show notes so people can get access to to the consistent flow of tools you have coming out. It's, I'm always inspired by it. I mean, you've always got something new happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have over 2,000 free mindfulness exercises for people just to browse through and um, download if they wish. Uh, lots of free courses. So it's all built with the spirit of generosity. Um, one uh, exercise that I've found... Particularly helpful for building a sense of empathy and compassion is the exercise called "Just Like Me," and it's being shared in more and uh, more Fortune 500 companies around the world. Um, and it's a practice in which. Um, You're invited to either sit in front of someone, say a colleague, and just look at them face to face or close your eyes and reflect on someone, uh, particularly someone who you may either not know very well or may not particularly like all that much. Uh, You can do this with political figures too. Um, but um, we're we're bringing our awareness to this person, whether it's face-to-face or we're just thinking about them. And the meditation, it's a guided meditation in which we're invited to reflect that this person sitting across from me is a human being, just like me. This person is someone who has experienced anger and rage just like me. This person has experienced sadness and grief just like me. This person has experienced physical pain and suffering just like me. This person has experienced confusion, doubt just like me. And so we are invited to reflect in all the ways in which this person is just very human, doing their best considering the circumstances. They just wanna be happy just like me. We've also experienced wonder and awe. And peace and love and gratitude. They've done um, beautiful things with their life in different ways. They have family who they care about, just like me. And then, after we've reflected on all these different similarities that we have with them on a very human level, we're invited to wish them well in the midst of their suffering and joy. So we're, op- we're trying to allow our hearts to naturally wish them well, to open our hearts just a little bit to bridge that sense of connection and care. And hopefully that will have increased some sort of empathy for that person and a sense of compassion for what it might be like to be in their shoes, Uh, whether they're in high heels or sneakers or dress shoes, um, just tapping into what their experience may be like and wishing them well. So um, it's a practice that a lot of people don't sign up for because it can feel a little uncomfortable And um, nine times out of 10, people are really glad that they did it. Um, And it also just feels good to soften the heart a little bit and to maybe have a little bit more perspective on how you may be able to interact with that person in a more skillful way. So that practice is just like me, uh, there's a few examples on my website. You can also Google it, um, and it's a free practice, a free guided meditation that that most people can uh, uh, try on their own and and lead for others if they wish to.
0: Sean, that's such a, a powerful demonstration. We we've lived in this world. I say bigger, better, faster, and more. That. But- I hate to say sometimes we discount people, but just, just in the rush to get to the next meeting or the next thing. That it's been an interesting journey as a coach and consultant to to see people in this appearance of slowing down <laughs> for some, for others, whatever. That that little practice you just did there can can rewire us especially right now when we're all being rewired to remember, you know, as, as we were prepping for the show, you, you made reference to the fact that you've got a beautiful one-year-old at, at home right now that you're, that you're caring for. And we, you know, in the doing this of the show, sometimes we, we forget about those things. And, and this, this activity just, just like me. And I love that depth of the feeling tones. It's not the titles. It's not that they're a mom, they're a dad, they're a, the CEO, they're a, a barista, but I love those feeling tones of that experience.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it can really help us to um, tune into that that beingness that you're referencing and just relax and just kind of sense into um, that sense of being and the, yeah, that, um, you know, there's there's nothing we have to accomplish with that meditation. It's just a very simple invitation just to, to remember that we're all human, uh, wanting to be happy, doing our best.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious in your business consulting portfolio, I would imagine you've come across this. I can't meditate. Sean, can't do it. I can't meditate. I can't be mindful. First of all, how do you distinguish or do you mindfulness versus meditation, or are those the same for you? And then what do you say to that person who says, I just can't do it, I just can't do it.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you're the third person to ask me that today, actually. <laughs> so, there are many kinds of meditation. Um, there's you know, repeating mantras, there's visualiz- visualizations. Um, there's concentration practices, loving kindness. There's all sorts of different kinds of meditations. And, um, some people even just consider reflecting on something, a type of meditation. Um, mindfulness in a formal sense where we're maybe closing our eyes and just kind of finding, um, a space to, um, uh, just kind of tune into our experience. Um, like if, when we do this formally, when we sit down and just kind of sense into the body, maybe um, open up to the emotions in the body, uh, that, that would be considered sort of a formal mindfulness meditation, which we're really setting time aside to, to practice this. And Of course, mindfulness can be done any time of day, wherever you are. Um, It's maybe the only practice that we can truly apply to any situation. And um, anyone can do it. Meditation is not about stopping your thoughts. Meditation or mindfulness is not about only um, appreciating the good or just um, you know, not thinking. Um, you know, if you can notice the sensations of the belly rise and fall, if you can notice the sensations of the bottoms of your feet touching the ground, without judging them to be good or bad, right or wrong, just kind of noticing what those sensations actually feel like, then congratulations. You've been mindful. You know, you just did a mindfulness practice. And if we set aside a minute, three minutes, just to sense into the rise and fall of the belly, then congratulations, you just did a mindfulness meditation. Um, And so when I introduce mindfulness to people, especially in corporate business contexts, I will introduce it not by using the word mindfulness or defining anything. I will introduce it by simply inviting people to notice sensations in their body right now. Maybe it's feeling their butt on the chair. Maybe it's just kind of noticing how the shoulders are feeling. Just opening to those simple everyday sensations in the body without judgment and just guiding them to to sensing into those feelings. And then afterwards, after a few minutes of doing that, I'll say congratulations, you just did a mindfulness meditation and um, And that is a way that I feel is very effective at um, introducing mindfulness in a way that's not dogmatic, not too head-based. There's nothing that you have to believe. It's just um, guiding them through the actual experience and the process of it. And they are like, oh, I can do that. Um, And um, And so that way, it just, yeah, it's very simple, very everyday. You know, I think all of us have been mindful at different points in our life, whether we've heard the word mindfulness or not. So um, I think everyone has the capacity and everyone's already done it, whether they knew it or not.
0: So Sean, you've had the opportunity to watch this industry evolve and change and grow and kind of become more aware in in society's consciousness. I'm curious, what do you think the future of mindfulness is?
1: (laughs) The future of mindfulness um, in a a business context? Yeah. I think that it will become standard operating procedure. Um, I think that the businesses who are... bringing mindfulness practices into the boardroom, into the cubicle, into the customer service centers, into the warehouse, um, are finding an advantage of morale, of um, the bottom line, of mental health, of um, camaraderie, Um, you know, mindful communication practices, are being taught more and more in Fortune 100 companies. Um, You know, I think that the businesses that don't adopt mindfulness to some degree um, will see the effects. Um, And um, and so I, I think that more and more CEOs and influencers are um, uh, taking it seriously. Just as we started um, taking um, strength exercises, like going to the gym and take it seriously 50 years ago, 30 years ago, now we're seeing that Uh, mindfulness practice is really like going to the gym for our minds uh, and our brains and our hearts and that if we want to succeed um, as a team um, and to be able to better serve our customers that uh, we need to strengthen our our mindfulness if we're if if we want to uh, keep up and stay on the cutting edge of creativity and innovation and well-being. Um, so I think it'll be standard operating procedure.
0: Oh, Sean, I, I hold that vision with you. I, I'm, I'm very enthusiastic and, and excited to, to be a part of it and a witness to this continued growth and evolution. And you're working on some additional offerings To support this. Um, You have just developed mindfulnessmastermind.com. What's that?
1: Yeah. So a lot of people want to share mindfulness with others in professional settings. And so Mindfulness Mastermind is a group of people who teach mindfulness in professional settings um, where we get together twice a month for two hours at a time, and we talk about um, best practices for sharing mindfulness, guiding meditations, um, how to introduce it to companies, um, a wide range of topics, um, but um, uh, members um, who subscribe for $49 a month um, can have two calls uh, per month. One is a two-hour session with me in which I guide the group and answer questions. Um, And then the other session month is with a featured world-renowned mindfulness teacher who shares their thoughts. There's the Buddha. (laughs) There she is. And uh, so we have uh, world-famous mindfulness teachers joining us each month uh, to talk about their perspective of teaching mindfulness, leading groups, and um, and teaching at various companies. So it's very exciting, and uh, we're off to a great start. There's a really nice uh, feeling amongst the group. Um, we're all there to support each other. People can download mindfulness curriculum and worksheets and guided meditation scripts and see um, a new course on how to teach mindfulness Um, it's a 20 session course so for anyone who wants to share mindfulness with others in a professional setting then you can consider the mindfulness mastermind
0: wonderful i was excited to to see that i know we're leading the c-suite network on on mindfulness and there's so many different places and and ways ways to serve and expand this work and i'm I'm so excited to see that you're having such great success with these conversations and, and this growth because um, we're we're all experts and all students learning this all at the same time in this this new world for sure.
1: Yeah, we really are. Yeah.
0: Well, before I let you go, take care of the Buddha dog and that beautiful baby of yours. Any last mm-hmm. minute words of wisdom or tools, or tips that you think that our um, listeners would would like to know? Oh, look, it's our second famous dog interview. What a pretty dog!
1: Yeah, this is the uh, Buddha Bella. 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 Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, if anyone wants free mindfulness exercises, you can go to mindfulnessexercises.com. You can enroll in a course for free, um, download worksheets, uh, join our uh, community of people who um, post in the forums and ask questions and meet one another. We have about 500 members right now, but that's all free. Um, but my, my um, main sort of closing message would be to see how you can practice mindfulness a little bit more each day, especially in these difficult times. Can we open to what's uncomfortable just a little bit more with that sense of caring curiosity? Can I devote five more minutes a day to this? Or, you know, if I, if I think that I don't have any time to practice mindfulness, then that's usually a sign to double down uh, because it can um, impact how we relate to the rest of our day and, and how we relate to the rest of our experience with much more ease and clarity and um, uh, resilience. So that's my general invitation to anyone who's listening to see how you might be able to practice mindfulness in this way without judgment, just a little bit more. And for those of you who are practicing diligently, I bow to you, I thank you for your practice and um, it's an honor to to be here with you.
0: Well, Sean, thank you for, for your yes and, and for being a, a part of the show. I, I don't know. I just feel calmer being in your presence. <laughs> uh, so this has been a gift to me as well. Thank you for being a friend of the show. We hope you'll come back again. I would love to unpack that non-judgment piece. We didn't have time to unpack that one today, but that's another powerful part of um, our expanded mindfulness. Mindfulness experiences. So, everyone, remember mindful matters, and so do you. And we'll see you on another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show.
1: Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness.